Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. I'm one of the realest niggas in this shit, man. I got the motherfucking streets, nigga. I came in the game with everything. I'm motherfucking old, nigga. This shit about respect to me. Love to see when I walk up in the club, a nigga run up on me. I'm the realest nigga living, nigga. Welcome to One Nation Radio. The realest in this podcast game. James, what's going on, man? Yes, what's going on? We got um we got Sierra Reed in the building and we got Jeremy Donovan. What's going on, y'all? Hey, good, man. Let's get this podcast going, man. We've got lots to talk about. Yes, yes. It's been a while since um, we've had <laughs> Sierra on. Jeremy was on recently um, before which pay-per-view? Was it Extreme Rules? Uh, something like that. Uh, something, yeah, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> one I don't even remember the last time I was even one. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you get Hollywood on us. Yeah. Uh, look, <laughs> it's not me getting Hollywood. It's just... Hey, one, I've been busy, and two, no one ever hits me up for a show. So, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> after, after um, you know, let's sweep that under the table. First, first order of business, um, there's a, uh, there was a show on Monday uh, called Raw, and um, it was an all right show. Uh, James actually came over to my crib and watched it. Yeah. And, and five minutes in, I was like, I regret driving up here. I get to say this gas. <laughs> in fact, I might not have been saving just watching it some other time. Yeah. Uh, immediately, James was like, yeah, this is bullshit. Like, and, you know, they had, uh, we opened with, uh, actually, we we're going to go to the other way. Um, Lesnar and Rollins have a contract signing for the pay-per-view. Um, Lesnar whoops Kane's ass, breaks his ankle. Rollins comes back out, cuts a promo on Lesnar. Um, how how are we feeling about this Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins match? I think that uh, I see somehow Rollins walking away with the title. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to find a way to screw Brock. I think maybe some big show involvement. Big show? Something. Oh, no. It's going to be something, man. Because there's just too much hype of it being wronged by himself. And so I'm just feeling like it's going to leave the door open for either Big Show or somebody new to help Rollins out. Oh, man. Um, the um, interesting thing about this feud is, like you said, they took out everybody. And it's really going to be Rollins versus Lesnar. And, you know, under kayfabe rules... Lesnar should annihilate Rollins in five minutes. Am I wrong? You're right. It should be just like him versus Kofi at uh, Beast in the East. Yeah. Um, James, what, what's your feelings on this Rollins versus Lesnar? Well, uh, same thing as that um, Jeremy said. I just feel like, I mean, given the fact that Bray, I'm not I'm gonna say Bray Wyatt, but the fact that Dean Ambrose doesn't have a match kind of makes me wonder, like, are they, are they gonna do some type of foolishness where all of a sudden, like, he's a part of the authority? Because honestly, one of the issues with the authority is the fact that they only had one real wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, and 
you kind of wanted to see, like, all right, if you're going to actually be a legitimate top heel stable, actually add people that people care to see, like, to want to see them lose, as opposed to we have Seth Rollins and The Authority on some Dave Ruffin and The Temptations type shit. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I I think um, Lesnar and Rollins are obviously going to have a good match. Um, I would like to see Lesnar take the title off of Rollins and keep the title reign going, pretty much. Um, that was interrupted at WrestleMania. Sierra, um, what have you? What have you been thinking about this feud? Um, I don't know what it is. I haven't been watching that much but that's the only thing like i'm actually interested in i kind of like how they're doing seth Rollins' character some people have been complaining about it i kind of like it um brock lesnar it's just it's something about brock lesnar people always complain about he's not there often whatever but when he comes you get that feeling like this is a big deal like you know somebody's he's gonna, gonna get hurt shit up yeah, like, somebody's going to get hurt. Some, he's going to fuck shit up. up. Like, you know, there was a lot of people saying, like, oh, Rollins is going to carry this title for a long time. And then as soon as Brock comes up, everybody's starting to doubt him. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just shifted so quickly because it make, he makes you feel that way. And I kind of like that because it's putting that emphasis back into a storyline that has been gone for so long that people actually do care about that. So for me, I I don't know who takes this title, but I honestly just want to see more Brock Lesnar and where this is going. And Rollins, I don't know. Like, you know, if they take the title off of him, where does this go? Is this going to be a rematch? Is this going to lead up through WrestleMania? Because You've got so many people come out with reports and stuff saying it's going to go this way towards WrestleMania. It's going to go that way towards WrestleMania. Like, which way is it going to go? So, hopefully Rollins keeps it this time and just keeps building up. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the rumors because oh, one of God. them uh, that's out there is that The Undertaker <laughs> is going to be at Battleground. And he's going to be setting Mark, up a match with down. somebody. Yeah, I, I called James immediately. I was like, uh... I was like, guess what, what fuck shit I heard? Literally like that. I, or guess what bullshit I heard? Like, something like that. But um, if Undertaker, you know, is wrestling at SummerSlam, supposedly, who in the hell does he fight? No clue. But I did, I did see that picture going around of him in the gym. Looking swole. So, yeah, so, I mean, they want to try and make SummerSlam big. I guess you bring Taker out. I don't know who he faces. Well, I mean, well, I mean, if you, if you if you really want to, you know, get into it like you know the IWC does. Um, I mean, Sting ain't doing nothing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Sting not? ain't doing nothing but but just sitting at home collecting the check. You know, you know well, yeah, we can do the, the Sting Taker match oh, at SummerSlam, so we yeah. don't have to see that mania. Yes, exactly. My point exactly. Yeah, if we can't get at WrestleMania, why not? You know, because in case it is bad, that way we won't say, man, I wish they didn't put that on Mania. Yeah. I'd be like, thank God it's at SummerSlam. As opposed to, oh, wow, one of the one of the anchor match, one like the two, like the second biggest match on SummerSlam is going to be a dud? 
Hey, you never know. Better than WrestleMania. Why? But he. But here's it. I'd here's rather waste trash on SummerSlam than WrestleMania. Yeah, because you gotta think about it. You don't know. Yeah, it's one of those matches that a lot of people have been wanting to see, but. How many years has it been? And there is no guarantee that it's going to be as great as everybody is still thinking in their mind. I think some fans forget that this is not Sting from 2000 and this is not Undertaker from 1999. They're two (laughs) different competitors now. It's not the same people. And I think people are forgetting that. Undertaker is old So expecting this match to be amazing is a little bit outlandish. I don't think anybody really. Like when you think of Sting and you think of Undertaker, you think of... Given that, yeah, we both like Undertaker more so. You think they're both very, 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 or you think they're both very good wrestlers, but like it's not like we haven't seen them put on duds of duds of a match before, mm-hmm. even in their primes. Right. Like Undertaker got plenty. That's of what them. I'm saying. That man fought none but bumskis yeah, until a lots of bums. <coughs> lots of <Yeah>. old bums. <coughs> um, That's my point. Like mine as well. <laughs> Moving on to the next match um, that's that's also there. Uh, John Cena versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Um, on Monday Night Raw, uh, there was a triple threat match uh, during the John Cena Open Challenge um, that let that... It was an excellent match, but at the same time, it made no type of sense. Yeah, you you fight two other people for 24 minutes. Your award is a fight of fresh John Cena. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who booked that? Hey, man, I just want to take a second. I don't think we've said it on the podcast yet, but somebody fought. Yeah, somebody finally bought Roots of Shoes, and I like to take credit for that, for starting that movement well over a year ago. It took him breaking his fucking foot for it to happen, but... Rusev is uh, finally covering them them hooves. He cut a promo on like SmackDown. He was like, "Finally gonna test out my new shoes or something like that." Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they had a they had a great trip with the Red Mask. Uh, what do y'all make of Cesaro in the last three weeks? Man, I I think it's been great that they've been highlighting him, and I'm I hope that this is leading to them possibly doing something with him. Um, SmackDown spoilers. I don't know if anybody's gonna watch SmackDown, but um, he's he beats Rusev on SmackDown. Oh man! Well, I mean they could they could let them boys fight on Sunday. That that would be good if you know because it looks like they only have five matches confirmed. So um, since Cesaro and Rusev out there, um, but um, what do y'all think of Cena on commentary? Just just being stoic man and. Just you know, just going going through the motions, pretty much. Well, I mean, it's it's John Cena, <laughs> so it's just it's like okay, Cena, we get it, you know. Actually, it was kind of like weird to hear him on commentary. I'm so used to him being in the ring with a mic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not used to him sitting down and talking. It's it's different. I can't think of the last time he was on commentary. Can you guys? No. No, usually. I'm I'm every time I'm thinking about him in the ring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it was a little bit different and I, I actually kinda like the role they got him in. You know, he's 
of course, everybody is still going to, he's going to be popular because he's the number one guy. But the role he is in, it's like he's taking himself back as opposed to being pushed to the front all the time. And he's helping the younger talent get over, and I, I kind of like that. But with the whole Cesaro thing, um, I like it. But let's keep it 100. If Tyson Kidd wasn't injured, we would not be seeing this. <laughs> hey, sometimes it takes injuries to, to, for someone to get I'm on. Just, I mean, he's a great before. He's been for a number of years, but... It's just, I just feel like it's just for right now, and it might not amount to anything. Yeah, we've seen Good it before. Job. We've seen it before. Um, does does it take, if Kevin Owens does not beat Cena for the uh, United States title on Sunday, is it a tragedy? Is this the wrong move? Or has WWE booked themselves into a corner on this one? Mm. I'm not sure if, it, if tragedy if it's that dramatic, but oh, I mean, I'll save that one for Bray Wyatt because I've seen someone write write a column on there. Uh, basically, <laughs> I'll get to it later. But okay. I saw some, some I mean, ridiculous shit. I I'm kind of torn here with the with the result of this match. I mean, either John Cena wins, we get some more open challenge matches where he's doing Hurricane Rana's and right. Sunset Bombs, or we get. A U.S. title reign with Kevin Owens. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I think you can go. It's really up in the air. But I mean, maybe since it's being the third one, it might be good to kind of give Owens the win there and see what they do at SummerSlam. Maybe they end up doing a fatal four-way with uh, Owens, Cena, Rusev, and Cesaro at SummerSlam for the U.S. title. You don't. I don't think- know. It's. I wouldn't say they booked themselves into a corner, honestly. It's it's one of those things that I think some people automatically think that when you don't really see a a result happening of Owens finally winning a title, like if you can't see that, you automatically go like, Man, maybe they should have went for it with the storyline. I don't I don't think it's one of those things. I think it's more so of where's if this has any more longevity than it does. I think it can go for a little bit longer. It's just if WWE is planning on just rushing this, mm. in which they would probably do like they've done in the past instead of continuing this, I think they should continue this because you take John Cena out the equation, right? You have Owens and you have, you know, your mid-card title. Okay, who else is going to be that person that stands up to Owens? Cesaro. That's it. After him, who else? Well, that's all really all you need for the short in the short term. Yeah, you know, w, like they're not they're not um, booking anybody three or four months down the road except Cena or no, Lesnar. I'm not saying like I'm not saying like longer than that. What I'm saying is is that you got to think about like what else could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just. I don't know. I think they should just keep going with it. Keep having to open challenges and whatever. Like, I think it just brings more interest into Cena than just him going after a title, him holding a title. It's so many people gunning at him. Mm-hmm. And it makes people want to say, God, let me watch Raw. Let me actually watch Raw. <laughs> you know, let me see this stuff. And, you know, the open challenges got everybody interested. And Cena's the best thing you going know, today. Yeah, and I mean, 
I can't think of the last time I've seen people actually interested in what John Cena was doing. It's been a long time. And those open challenges opened up the floodgates of interest from a lot of fans who turned their nose up at Cena all the time. So keep doing that stuff. It's going to make people kind of turn the corner on him. They might stay, still hate him, but, you know, you'll Don't still skip people watch it. Don't worry. Don't, when he wins the World Heavyweight Championship for the 16th time, he'll <laughs> they'll hate him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That'll do it. Um, so uh, moving on um, from that, uh, we have another feud. Um, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, Lord, this feud has suckety-sucked. Basically, uh, Roman Reigns pulled a jump-out boys move on Bray Wyatt this week and finally, you know, put the beats on him a little bit. Um, It was actually good to see him get his hands on Wyatt. Um, We thought we were going to get to see Wyatt wrestle on TV. No! Um, What do y'all make of this feud? Because I'm just... I'm seeing folks write these columns like uh, a Reigns win would crush Wyatt's character and all this other yeah all this other nonsense like y'all beating a dead dead horse y'all trying to revive some bullshit that like they they stopped protecting him a long time ago. Yeah, I mean i i I've never understand what their game plan was for Wyatt this whole time. I mean. He has these start-and-stop feuds. I mean, he usually ends up winning feuds. If you look back, you know, a lot of Wyatt fans complain that he's lost. He loses all the time, but he's actually pretty much won the majority of his feuds, just that nothing happens after he wins. Right. And then nothing happens after he loses either. So, it's <laughs> like, he's, he's, just, he's just there. And then he shows up, cuts a random promo in the back, and then ruins a good match. Right. Um. So I I don't know what they're what they're trying to do what the game plan is here, um, I just I don't know this feud is, I think it's a waste of time for Roman Reigns that they should have done something different with Reigns to kind of get him back in that in the track of the main event that they want him to be on. James had an idea about uh, what they could do with Roman Reigns. He had told me off air. Uh, James, would you? Uh care to share that with everybody i don't even remember uh with him in a tag team oh yeah i was saying like given uh for me with this feud it really comes down to how people say that um his character be crushed for wyatt in that situation i honestly feel like right now like roman reigns and and wyatt are both just aimless both of them but um i was saying given um the fact that you know what Ro- what Roman's actually doing is just you know really kind of like eh, um, and the fact that Dean Ambrose doesn't have a doesn't have a match at his pay per view because you know kayfabe wise Kane has a broken ankle. Why couldn't they just be a tag team right now and just kill and light up the tag team division pretty much? Yeah. You could have a New Day get the titles back at Battleground, then do New Day versus Reigns and Ambrose. That'd be where it's at. Yeah, and then it could work. Mm-hmm. It could work and actually be like, who knows who'll actually win because there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just don't. I don't 
don't get the appeal of Bray Wyatt anymore. <laughs> I never did. I, 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 I tried to at first because I had so many friends that were just like, oh, he's mysterious, he's this, he's that, and you'll like him. He's supposed to be like The Undertaker, but not really like The Undertaker. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, what, what am I supposed to understand about this character? You know, what am I supposed to understand or be excited to see him for? And every time I Nothing. see him, I'm just like, ah, oh, you're here. Bray Wyatt's going to be there. Oh, okay. Like, you're here. So we didn't have nobody else available. Like, I, I just don't. It's It's one of those things, like, I think you guys said it a few weeks ago. It's just like. When you stick somebody with him, it's the other person doesn't seem to come back all right. Like <laughs> it's it just it's just something just doesn't go well with him. And I don't think it's him, it's the character. You know, when he first came in, they made this all elaborate scheme about he's this, he's gonna take eat people's, you know, souls and this and yeah. that and world eater and all this stuff. Like, you know, like he's supposed to be this demonic monster and stuff like that that, you know, had people like, damn, like he is fucking crazy. But nothing ever happens to these people. And it never happens. And that's the thing. Like we're all sitting there waiting. He has not like, converted anyone yet. He convert not near one person. Like <laughs> he lost the people that he had converted. Right, yeah. And it, the only people he's converted is the video package they showed when they were post the debut. Like eons ago, that's the only people he converted, and I've still ain't seen none of them yet. Yeah, the kids and disappeared. Well, right. I, right. You know. well. <laughs> Another problem well. for me for Wyatt. I mean, no matter what your gimmick is, I feel like the goal of every superstar is to win championships and to be the top star, and I feel like that's just not a priority for his for that character. So it's kind of like, why are you here? Right. It, it, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just to answer your question about what happened to those, you know, those non-wrestling uh, followers. I mean, they, you yeah. know, eventually they became rosebuds. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I they, think. Go ahead. They went from worshiping Satan to getting, you know, high off Molly's. Like, what the. F- <laughs> Well, I don't know how, how like I don't know how that's actually like mutually exclusive. Like, I mean, you can worship some eat something evil and also pop Molly. Well, I'm just saying, like maybe maybe Bray Wyatt wasn't know about that life. Oh, so he's straight okay. edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Go figure. Okay. It, you know, it, it's just weird. I, the only thing I get from this storyline, honestly, I watched Raw the other night. I fast forward through a lot of it, and I was just like, okay, so basically, what you're telling me, WWE, is that Roman Reigns is a fuck now. Yeah, he jumps out of That's nowhere and beats you up. It. I mean, he had it old, though. Like, I mean, he had, yeah, yeah, why it was old, Dad. Yeah. Unless you're going to have him do the, you know, the, the common thing that happens during, um, like those, like the quote unquote emotional grudge matches where you re- all of a sudden Bray Wyatt comes out first, Roman Reigns basically runs to the ring and then wears him out for the first two minutes of the match. Unless you're going to do that, you might as well let him, you know, get a piece of him now. It's not like you need to keep them touching each other because they're not drawing a dime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is me drawing a dime. 
Like, you tell me anybody that, that's out there person is Wyatt shit. Reigns, Wyatt, Battleground, be, be there. there. No, that's not going on right now. That's not, it's like, no, man. Um, there would have been an Intercontinental title match, uh, but unfortunately, the Ryback woke up with a staph infection in his knee. Um, so he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. Um, is the Intercontinental title like the new Madden cover? Is it, is it jinxed? Like the I think inter- it is, The man. Intercontinental title is jinxed out here. Um, sad situation for Ryback because, you know, he was, he was pretty much just getting on, you know, getting, getting over and, you know, attempting to put together something watchable with Big Show and Miz. But, um, yeah. Do y'all want to so talk about Sheamus that- and Randy Orton or nah? Should we just skip that? You can. <laughs> Do y'all have any thoughts on Seamus as Mr. Money in the Bank before we go forward? Is it uh, me or is it just not exciting? <laughs> Are you not entertained? I'm not. No. Oh, man. Okay. That's all. Um, we're going to wrap up our first segment. Oh, James, you got something to say? On that? Yes. I just... Okay. So... I said this to you before. What's the point of having a Randy Orton feud when he's like literally whenever he comes out from Raw show to Raw show, he always either has the best pop of the night or one of the best pops of the night. And what do you do that when he gets to a feud? You have him getting, you have him uh, tussle with this guy, and you never give either one of them a second of mic time. How does that make sense? It doesn't. <laughs> and I'm not saying you want. I'm not saying you want a Randy Orton promo or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, how do you work? How do you, you know, get a feud interesting that no one really wants to see unless you actually give it time to actually make it interesting and try to sell it. Yeah. Um, apparently, they haven't got the memo that Sheamus versus Randy Orton ain't never worked. Never will work. <laughs> remember, remember the uh, after uh, the Wrestle uh, WrestleMania twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, the night after on Raw when they they cheered, the crowd cheered Big Show for coming out yeah. there and stopping the match. And this match, yeah. I think WWE is trying to do some weird social experience and see how many times they can do Orton versus Sheamus before until <laughs> we can actually like it. Well, the real well the real thing actually is going on with. Randy Orton and Sheamus is just the fact of every time there's somebody being groomed for a championship slot, Randy Orton has to feud with him immediately. Whether it's Daniel Bryan um, right before he won the title from Cena at SummerSlam 13, or it was uh, Seth Rollins recently, or Roman Reigns at SummerSlam last year. He's always like unless if you're not John Cena or Brock Lesnar and you're about to like break you know, through, you're about to break through. They they give you the they give you the Randy Orton and they see what happens after that. You know, Orton will tell us. You know, Orton will let us know if you're ready or not. So, so now that Sheamus won money in the bank, like okay, we're gonna do it. We're okay, we'll put him out there, Randy Orton, Chief J Orton. Like he's the new Chief J Strongbow. Like back when you had to fight J Strongbow before you got the Bruno. Yeah, weird. That's gonna wrap up our first segment of One Nation Radio. When we come back, we will be talking about the NXT Women's Revolution, as they're calling it. Um, 
and we'll also be talking about um, Jeremy running into Jack Swagger, and we'll also <laughs> be talking a little bit about GFW and Jeff Jarrett and whatever else pops out on our mind. Um, this will be a fun episode of One Nation Radio. Free Orton. Full life. Yeah. <laughs> Great suggestion, James. Yeah. Rhythm is indeed a dancer. <laughs> Whatever the oh, what does that even mean? <laughs> Rhythm is a dancer. Oh, okay. euphemism. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, welcome back to One Nation Radio, y'all. Uh, hope y'all enjoying the sounds of Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Snap. Yeah. Um, get some Snap in your life. God damn it. Look, Snap also got, I got the power, so. Snap this. I'm all about that Snap. Snap this. Yeah, man. Who doesn't like got the power? I mean, people that don't got the power. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, uh, welcome back to One Nation Radio, everybody. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Um, what, are you crying from laughing? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't like I was watching a bad guy video for the first time. Oh, my goodness. But, um, I apologize, bad guy. I, I don't, I didn't mean to be offensive or anything. Um, but we had the, uh, women's segment. Um, this week, and we had the debuts of Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch on the main roster. Uh, pretty much the biggest thing in wrestling this week, and yes, it made our second segment. Um, so what are you saying? Are we sexist? I think we fucked up, but whatever. Yeah, that's uh, totally <laughs> like, it's, it's mostly that. It's, most, it's mostly that. Um, so, um, basically, uh, you know, the Bellas come out to the ring, and Nikki Bella's cutting a, cutting her pretty much her AJ Lee promo. Kicking that fuck uh, shit like kick, she Kicking that does. fuck shit, as we say, um, here on One Nation Radio. And Nikki Bella pretty much says there is no competition. Uh, and, you know, all of a sudden she talks about running the division and running WWE. And what do you know? It brings out Stephanie McMahon, who hasn't been involved with the Divas since last summer, if I'm not no, mistaken. not last summer, last fall. Last fall. Okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, so she comes out there and she heals on Nikki and turns Nikki to a cowering wimp. Uh, you know, to establish, you know, the places in the hierarchy. You know, y'all will never be on Stephanie McMahon's level. Yeah. Um, and Stephanie McMahon goes on to kick some more fuck shit about um, women making a mark in women's soccer, which actually happened recently. Um, MMA and tennis. Meanwhile, tennis has been women's tennis has been popular for forty years. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna poke many hole, more holes in her promo, but um, she, like the U.S. I think U.S. Women's won the World Cup in what 2001 or 99. 99. Yeah, one of those two years. So uh, whatever. Just, yeah. Just just a, bu- a bunch of eye rolls. Um, at first, they brought out Paige, and they said there's one woman trying to make a change, and I just have immediate problems with this whole thing. 
Um, Speak on it. <laughs> I I'd like to I I like how they're shoehorning Nikki into saying she had nothing to do with the state of women's wrestling improving over the last you know year and a half two years. Um, she's just as important as anybody. Um, she's mm-hmm. a lot more important than people that suddenly retire out of nowhere. Um, she's a lot better than or more important than these women that can't even get on TV or be interesting. Um, and then they go on and they introduce Becky Lynch as well. And then Charlotte to, you know, thunderous applause. Uh, then all of a sudden Naomi and Tamina come out and say they have unfinished business with the Bells and Paige. Um, and you know, they deserve an opportunity and, you know, all of a sudden Stephanie's like, you're right. Cause there's someone else that thinks like you and the roof blows off when Sasha Banks comes out. Um, then all of a sudden they're broken into these teams, basically the black girls versus the Bellas and Alicia Fox and the, uh, pasty white princesses, um, of Becky, Sasha. <laughs> I really just think, I really just think it's, I really honestly just think you're taking this test too far. I really just yeah. think honestly that it's Bellas versus the NXT girls versus the non-white people. <laughs> that's, that's really that's really what's going on. So like, I, I I can't be the only one that thought this. No, you're not. Okay, ain't no way. Okay, um, so they get into a big you know skirmish or whatever, and um, you know everyone starts hitting their moves, and they end the segment with the three submission holds from the NXT divas on the three bellas on the three bellas. So they ended the um, segment with the Bellas being locked in all these submission holds. Um, how, what did you guys think of this? Um, you know, I I think it was a big, you know, like it was a big deal. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't, James. <laughs> no, you didn't, James. Okay. Uh, we're going to try this again. Um, <laughs> I thought we're just going, going off the rails out yeah. here. Uh, this man's going off the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this man's going off book right now. Uh, it was a very big deal. We had the uh, debuts of you know the three best um, women's wrestlers in NXT. Um, what up to Bailey, uh, who's injured right now? Um, I. What did you guys make of this whole segment? I beat that bitch with a bat. I thought it was, uh, I mean, I was just excited overall, just the fact that, it, you know, we've been hearing rumors and rumors and rumors for months that, you know, there's going to be change in the women's division, they're going to bring up the NXT, they're going to bring up Charlotte, you know, things are going to change, and it seems like it was never going to happen, so for me, I mean, I was just happy that they were there, I don't, you know, I could care less how the promos in the segment went, I was just happy that we have the three best women wrestlers in NXT on the main roster finally, and we're finally going to get some, you know, great women's matches, and I think things are going to start to shift for the better as far as um, women's matches on the main roster and women's storylines. So that was my take on it. Just happy that they're there now. I'll beat that bitch with a bat. Sierra, what were your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, I was going to let you go and just let me go last. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Sierra got, like, this whole, like, she's going to break it down proper. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm in my, I'm of the opinion that okay, cool, 
Now what? Like, what's next? Right. Are you going to give them time for matches? Are you going to give nope. them two segments like you were doing before? Like, two Diva segments like you were doing before, um, you know, a few months ago? Yeah. You know, and if, if so, then, you know, good. Keep continue doing this going forward. But I'm I'm highly skeptical. Because mm-hmm. I have reason I have reason to look at them and their, their track record and think, all right, you had women that were capable of doing this before, and now you're adding three three of the better women, and they're going to have the same issues probably because you guys this don't get it for MO. some reason. But we'll see. Sierra. Well, it's, I I didn't see it when it first aired, and when I looked at my timeline, I seen some people talking about it, and then. After a while, I didn't see anybody talk about it anymore. And it kind of, like, puzzled me because I was just like, well, if this is a big deal, why is it the discussion so calmed? So I went and watched it back. And when I got to the moment, I got that feeling like this is a big deal. This is something is going to happen. Even just, like, ignoring what I saw online already, for me, it just felt like something was going to happen. And, you know... I kind of liked, because you know I'm a Nikki Bella fan. I love that she went out there and did that <laughs> promo. Because it just, for me, when she does that, I hear AJ Lee fans, like, stabbing themselves in the ears. Because yes. they don't believe anybody else is as good. But just AJ Lee, when there's other women who be as just as capable of the things she can do. But y'all don't want to give them a chance. But anyways... So, I, I, I like that promo. Steph McMahon, I didn't really have a problem with her promo. I kind of got what she was saying. And I kind of got the shade she was throwing. Because Stephanie throws shade. All the time. And a lot of things she was saying, she was pertaining to AJ Lee. And saying the, you know, there's a lot of women doing a lot of things making change. A.K.A. saying, like, she's not the only bitch to be here in this company to make change. There's been women before and there's going to be women after. So what she kind of got at Nikki was saying like, you know, don't get too big of a hit because at the end of the day, I'm your boss. I'm the reason why you're still here. And just kind of like the way she came off, I was just like, she's kind of going back at AJ Lee with some of the stuff she said, you know, during her promos and then some of the stuff she said on Twitter. I, I don't know if you guys remember that whole, um, situation on Twitter where she was talking about the pay yeah. about how women should be paid as equal as the guys in the company and stuff like that. I think some of the stuff hit a mark with Stephanie and she's not going to let it go because she feels disrespected. So that stuff I didn't have a problem with. What I had a problem with is I like Naomi. I really do. So do we. But the problem I'm having is when she came out there, she came down the ring. And I just was looking at her and I was just like, is it me or is there something wrong here? Out of everybody in that ring, Naomi had the least presence. And this is supposed to be somebody I'm supposed to think who can take the Divas Championship from Nikki Bella or anybody. Less than Alicia and Fox just, or Tamina. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, she was right there at the title picture. Yeah. And she doesn't have anything to stand out besides being a black girl. And 
honestly, they could hire a whole bunch of black girls in that division right now. Not many fans can point them out. Like, I see it every day. Fans get Naomi and Karen mixed up, and I don't understand how. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. she doesn't stand out. And it, and it was just, like, mind-boggling to me because I was just like, you guys are still putting her in title matches on house shows and, and stuff like this. And I'm supposed to think, like, she's that chick. And you've gave her this new character, but she still does not stand out. It's the same thing I used to say when I used to do shows with Sloan, when she was a baby face. Yeah, she's great in the ring, but when you stand her next to everybody else, does she stand out? When she walks in the room, do you notice her? No. And it takes for Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, my God. She came down that ramp as if she's been on that main roster for years. And just the presence I got from her, it just exuded everybody. And it was just so amazing to me that this girl is working on their, I guess you would consider it their B or C show that met many people watch. And she has more presence than the women that are on TV every week besides Nikki Bella. And it was just really just mind boggling to me that, you know, Stephanie Man, she's putting them all in teams. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? But then I understood. She's putting them all in in these team things and making them think, oh, you guys are aligned. But what Stephanie is saying is that, like she told Nikki Bella, you can be replaced. Becky Lynch and Charlotte could be Paige's replacement. Shasa Bates can replace a Naomi and a Tamina. She's placing them right there for everybody to see that these are going to be the girls that if we don't want y'all, y'all can go and we'll be fine with them. The system they built in NXT is amazing. The talent level with the girls is by far the best since when they were working with OVW as developmental. And that was back in maybe like 2007. Yeah, FCW hasn't breeded that many great women wrestlers like that. I, I think the reason it is because they're not concerned with, because they're not trying to. Well, it's it's that, you know, I, I agree with that. They're not trying to, but it's just when you look at the Bella twins, and I think the reason why we all like the Bella twins is because when they're good, they you can't ignore them. You know, they're right there, especially Nikki. You know, she's improved so much, and she's you know straight up the top chick. You can't dispute that. But when you, I look at the roster in the past 10 years, since um, going back when they had Mickey James, Beth Phoenix, and uh, your Candice Michelle's and Victoria's and stuff like that, Lita after some Trish. of those girls, yeah, you know, after some of those girls faded out and it was just like your Michelle McCool's, your Layla's, um, your Alicia Fox's, you know, when they started bringing in the more of the models. When I look at that roster back then, the only person I could say was one of, like, one of the best out of the models was Michelle McCool. Then when she left, it became Eve Torres for me. And then when she left, in the past couple of years after Eve left, and during that time, the Bella Twins was like, I kept saying, give them a couple of years, they're going to be the heads of the division. And look at it. Fans hate this models turn wrestlers, and look who's running the division. The models turn wrestlers. And, it's, it's, and it's, they are the best out of the wrestlers. I think that is so fucking crazy to me. And it's, Speaking it's, of mod, models turn wrestlers, we got to talk about Eva Marie. Yes, we do, because it is coming and it's happening soon. Yes, 
<laughs> I cannot wait. Um, so, basically, um, on NXT tonight, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, um, Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte in a title match. And pretty much they cried at the end of it. And it was kind of like symbolic of it being like their last match in NXT together. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about now? It was almost like watching... Um, Eddie and Dean Malenko in their last match at ECW. <laughs> like, wow, that's like, a good We're crying point. tears and we're just out of here because we know we're out of here. Yeah, we know we're out of here and we got to go to this place where we don't know what the fuck they're going to do with us. Yeah. Mind you, we're riding in the same car. Right. Um, and then, but prior before that match, even Marie came out and cut a promo and basically said, you know, you know, oh, I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad you guys are here to see me. But yeah, you know, I like to challenge whoever wins, and you know, all right. But I'm making my debut next week, so I hope all y'all will be there, like <laughs> be there, and you know, bring your horns and bring everything because you know I'm coming pretty much. And I had floated the idea out to you guys. Uh, they should have Eve Marie vault straight to the belt in NXT. Fuck the bullshit. Fuck the games. She needs to wrestle Sasha Banks. And she needs to cheat and beat her for the belt in Brooklyn. Yeah, Rich, I was, yeah, I followed up on your idea. Yeah, they need that, that next takeover. Is, it's in August, right before the day before SummerSlam. Y'all got y'all want a real heel? Woo! She's that's already a perfect a... match right there. Do uh, Eva versus Sasha for the top title. You know, Brooklyn's going to boo Eva. She's going to get heat. And then, especially if she cheats and beats Sasha. And, you, and like I was telling James, you can have her cheat by herself. You can have other people help her cheat to win. You can you can have Sasha Banks lean out the ring and then get blasted with with brass knuckles or whatever you want to do. And someone just lays Eva on top of her and, and pins her, and be like, "Oh no, not this way!" Yeah, one of those, and just let I Eva can't. just just run over the division while they build. I got an idea. Go ahead. The Bella Twins and Alicia Fox come out there and help Eva Marie. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be that, awesome. That could work. The, the Total Divas connection, they want to make sure Total Divas start. We're looking out for all their match. Like, I, I think that would be perfect because then it will translate onto what's going on on television. That way fans can be like, oh, so they're all feuding. You know, I think that'd be the best route. I honestly thought they were going to still do Sasha Banks versus Bailey sometime. Yeah. But since it, Bailey's injured and... If you look at the division now, they got a lot of great talent down there. It's just that they don't have that real big personality or experience right now well, as a heel. Well, I'll say this: that idea of having you know kind of like a a Bella in waiting in the in NXT that makes so much sense that I'm convinced it will never happen. <laughs> like you can have a, a six diva tag team match set up for SummerSlam, pretty much. Nikki comes down to NXT, fucks Sasha out, out of winning, out of her belt. It goes on Eva, and then Sasha's basically on the main roster from there trying to get her revenge. And then that's, you know, the program, Nikki versus Sasha at some point. Um, I like that idea. Well, I think they're, they're, they're going to drag this out. I think they're going to keep teasing, like, you know, have the Bella Twins keep outsmarting the NXT girls, you know, and then eventually it's going to just break down and then they're all going to go at it. The, the thing I'm more concerned about, I think a lot of fans are not understanding. Yeah, they're great talents and everything. 
but that doesn't guarantee that they're going to have not a three-minute match or a jacked-up match <laughs> with mm-hmm. a jacked-up finish. Like, I have a feeling all that stuff is going to come. Yeah, because one, like I said earlier, that's why I'm skeptical because they have a track record of showing that they don't care. And two, yeah. they're no longer just wrestling themselves anymore. <laughs> yeah, they got to wrestle them other girls. Like, you know, Oxana's not around anymore. Well, you got to like, wrestle that caliber. Yeah, like, there's a couple of those. Like, you got to, like, what happens if you got to fight Cameron? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's going to be I, nice I, like that. Well, I mean, Cameron, they got they got Cameron, they got Summer Rae, uh, Rosa Mendez, Who's still just, I mean, that girl just, just taking knows how space. to angle into his job. And another thing, <laughs> it seems like eventually Lana's going to be wrestling too, so you got to deal with yeah. Lana, you got to deal with, like... Uh, Tamina. Was, Tamina, who's like, uh, I don't think she gets, yeah. like, she, like, I don't think she gets necessarily get somebody hurt, but I don't think she's necessarily the greatest wrestler in the world either. Yeah. I was saying to somebody um, the other night, I was having, we were having a conversation about Naomi and how they put Tamina with her. As her manager, bodyguard, whatever, cousin. Muscle. Whatever the hell have you. Good girlfriend, good G, I don't know. Um, We were saying that, you know, wouldn't you think that they would have put Naomi with a manager manager and not just Tamita as her muscle? Because the muscle thing works so well for AJ Lee. Right. And Naomi is small like that. that. And we were saying that, you know... Tamina is not that great in the ring. And then on top of that, she can't even talk. So it's kind of yeah. like Naomi's just dragging around Cameron just with less enthusiasm. Like, <laughs> like what is going on here? Y'all remember, like, who all thought right. of that? Like, I don't care that they're related. Like, just don't. Like, um, they had, I know Tamina had been injured for a really long time. Like, she had knee surgeries or whatever. And I can tell you why. I I can tell you why she had knee surgeries because all them super fly splashes she was doing, she used to hit knees first on the mat. Like, yeah, it's just terrible, (laughs) bro. But you know, they should have put her back in NXT. You get no argument from me. But what I'm saying is, if they wanted to really keep her around, they could have demoted her. They did it to Emma. I mean, or you know, they could have, you know. Could have sent her to Lucha Underground. It could have been like, we wish you the best, no. of, your, you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Because you know they do have one of her like relatives that's out there that's um that's in development right now in, at the yeah. performance center. Um, and she looks like basically like a... Uh, she looks like an upgraded version of Tamina, if you will. Mm. Yeah. And from what I hear mm. from fans that go through the house shows, she's just as bad. <laughs> So all right, if she just is bad, then fine. Then well, ain't no need to pay two checks to the same, to the same. Right. You know, we just send a check to one place, not both. Yeah. Like, right. I, I just, I just think that they need to do something with Naomi. Like, come on. Look, man, they could have gave her the belt. Like, that's, that 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 was our suggestion. We're past but, that now. Yeah, like that point's passed. Like, they, they, they like, messed up with this. We're past that. With they had to repass that. When they put the Usos back together, when, you know, what's his name's not injured, are they going to just stick her back in there like nothing happened? Hey, they could. <sighs> Probably. You know what I told somebody and they thought I was crazy? I said, why don't they put her with New Day? She needs some positivity. She needs something. 
Look, you know she's angry. Like, that would be hilarious seeing um, them antagonize the angry black woman. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be funny. My point. Something, like, to give her that oomph. Instead, she just... I, I don't know. The light-up shoes, it just... Girl. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, since you, since you bring it up, putting people with people just because, you know... Um, like, is Darren Young still, like, trying to holler backstage at Tamina? <laughs> no. Man. Like, is that... I was just talking about that. Like, is that... No? That's not happening? That's I, not going down? That's I don't, not happening no more? I don't think that's happening in these streets. Okay. <laughs> I think, you know, since he came out, we can't really go back, because how do you explain that? Yeah, that's like... Kind of be, you know, I mean... Well, I mean, you could, I mean, I get what you're saying. You could, you, I mean, it really was just a joke. But I mean, if you really want to go through that one, I mean, you could kind of explain to your kids how sexuality for some people don't doesn't isn't just a one way sort of thing. Sometimes <laughs> for some, for some, yeah, explain to these little kids a little Jimmy that sometimes people go multiple directions when it comes to that. Sort it of must stuff. be two sides. <laughs> I think it's it's you know I I get that completely, but it's one of those things that when it comes to Darren Young now is that people point out that he is homosexual. They automatically point that as opposed to what he doesn't ring anything. It it's right on him. So if they were to do that, I wouldn't care. Like whatever, <laughs> it's a storyline. It's a television show. It doesn't matter to me. But they constantly, when he first came out, they constantly shelled that, kept putting it on television, talking about, he's the first blah, 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 blah. You know, they constantly pounded that in everybody's head. So then to just randomly come with that, it's going to be like, hey, whoa, yeah. why are we doing that? And then there's going to be a lot of people that get offended by it and say, oh, they're shaming him. They're trying to make fun of him. It's just going to open up a can of worms. That's true. He's with Titus O'Neil. Titus Titus is the star of the team. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> regardless of whatever happens, he's clearly Janetti. And then too, like it's not any worse than that shit they were doing with Billy Gunn a, a decade and so ago. Yeah, and people actually thought that was legit. Marks Billy Chuck. Yeah, like, and then when they finally had to tell him that it wasn't true, man, it, it jacked up a lot of things and. That's why it's, it's like, you know, hey, you want to come out the closet, whatever, put your foot out, go ahead. <laughs> I don't care. But there's just a lot of people that are going to constantly point that out, put that sticker on you, and it, it's not fair. And with WWE, they did do that when if he first announced it on TMZ. They did do that. And I remember saying, why would they do that? Why not just let that be his life? Got it. Got to pimp this publicity. Well, I mean, given his situation, he probably thought like you know, any anything anything that differentiates me can help me out. True. And what? I mean, for the for the meantime, honestly, like if that ne- like he could have easily have been fired. True. And this basically extended his shelf life. But I mean, now at this point, like now creatively, you know, as you said, given what he's done, like there's not much you you know. There's not really, you know, you can't go, you can't really go much anywhere with that without obviously having WWE getting taking a task or doing something offensive because you know they can't control themselves. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I think it, I mean, if they really wanted to fire him, I think they would have. But I think it was also, um, I'm not sure if the lawsuit actually went through or if it was dropped. But years ago, Canyon filed one against him and said that they fired him because he was gay. Yeah. And he had told Stephanie McMahon that he was gay and he wanted to do a character about his sexuality and stuff like that. And apparently she agreed to it. And, it, and a week or so later, he was fired. Well, so I, I think they didn't want to go through that criticism of, oh, you did it to so-and-so, you can do it to him. And that was like 10, almost like, yeah, that was like 10, 15 years ago. So like, yeah. we were in a it was right way after different invasion. place. Uh, culturally, uh, at that time. Yeah, I mean, this this stuff has, like, the uh, America's viewpoint in general has kind of has shifted very, very, very yeah. fast on this relative to most other cultural changes. Oh, you know, so... Alright. I, 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 get, I get that part. I, it's, these are different times. We're gonna wrap yeah. this segment up, and we'll come back with our final segment um, where we're just gonna <clears throat> shoot it off the top of the head. Um, this is One Nation Radio. Bow Life. You lied to me. Goddamn liars. Shouldn't have lied to my dog. Good thing they did. So my dog was able to make this song. So, wrapped on this one for the intro of Time Travel, by the way. You ever, you ever watch the video and fuck, think yourself? You ever watch the video? Why is there a snake in there? No, no, not that. Y'all think yourself, wow. Why does that that chain wearing? It looks exactly like it's like. Silver rings. It looks like once you fight and blade jack his swag. Yes. Like <laughs> black and leather. Like Mark Morrison was ahead of his time, man. Ahead of his time. Yeah, man. Shout out to Mark Morrison, man. It look, it's not even just the all black either. He also had like the the weird haircut, high top fade yeah. joint going on right. too. Right, everybody wearing that right now. Trendsetter, man. So, um, Jeremy, you um, <laughs> God damn it, James. <laughs> um, so, so Jeremy, you ran into a wrestler recently, like right before the podcast, right? Yeah, I was picking up some food at Payway, and I was holding the door open for the guy behind me. I looked up, I was like, oh. It's Jack Swagger. So, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, what's up, Swagger? How you doing? And, man, he just looked like the most depressed person on the planet. Damn. I was like, I was like, you're Jack Swagger, right? He's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Damn. Like, Damn. no excitement that somebody recognized him. Just, he had a baseball hat on. He's trying to cover his face. Just look kind of. I imagine Swagger doesn't get recognized that often either. Really, it's six six uh, six six blonde guy is gigantic. I mean, yeah, I mean he made me look like ridiculously small. So I mean, I don't. I'm surprised he doesn't get recognized. But I guess I don't know. Not that many people watching WWE that much might not know exactly where he's from. <laughs> right. But, but you know, I, I who you play for? Talk to him. <laughs> I talked to him a little bit, you know, told him I uh, remember watching him FCW at the state, the Florida State Fairgrounds. He wrestled uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. for the FCW title, the first FCW title. Yeah. And he's just like, wow, that was a long time ago. And it's like, he just seemed super depressed and mellow and just not a care for anything. He, looked, well, he just wanted to get his, get his food and go home. 
Well, you you know what happened? Like you brought up that fact that like you know that man was a world that champion. Time, that time back then, you know, and he thought about all. He had so much potential and what he thought the world could be for him, and where it's turned out. And that man said, "Well, like." Fuck. This shit's been squandered. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and it was probably high, Jeremy. That's, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why he was so mad. Hello. Maybe. He was probably uh, I high. I did get a picture with him. I'll post it on, in the, the did he smile? WB group. Did he smile? He, he gave like a little half hearted smile. He did the We the People taunt. He put his, his hand over his heart. Okay. Nice. Nice. He's still doing that shit and has no Zeb Coulter. Man, what happened to Zeb? He just never came back. I guess he went on vacation. <laughs> no. They did the whole, he injured, Rusev like injured his leg or whatever, and then. That was it. We never got an update. No. <laughs> no nothing. We don't know what's going on with him. Um, something else we don't know what's going on with. Um, GFW, Global Force Wrestling. Boy, boy, boy. Um, good old Double J. Jeff Jarrett, that is. Um, it started up a promotion with the backing of a couple of close friends of his, Toby Keith. Uh, who else did you say, Jeremy? Um, Sierra? Shell Sonnen. Shell Sonnen, yep. Couple, couple other folks. Long, money's long, pretty much. Um, they're signing all these guys and they're performing in baseball fields. What in the fuck is going on Minor now? Minor league baseball fields. Minor league baseball fields, yes. And like Sierra said, well, about well, 12 people are showing up. Like they're not going what? out there and wrestling Bush Stadium. Um, what? I don't even know how to react to GFW. How should we be reacting to this? I don't know. The one thing I was asking you guys before we started recording was, you know, they have the TV tapings lined up. Um in Las Vegas, they have like three or four different dates for taping set up. They don't even have a, a TV deal yet. Unless they're just holding out to announce the TV deal, but I'm like, shouldn't they have worked on getting the deal first before they start doing all these tapings? Well, That's like they bought bullets before they bought the gun. Well, okay, to be fair, a lot of TV is made before it's ever picked up. Like, if you ever... Right. <laughs> like you know, especially reality television, people uh, take reality TV shows all the time and send them off, and then yeah, and see if they get bought off or whatever. And same thing when even like studio television, where it's a sitcom, for example, they'll they'll put a, they'll throw a hundred thousand dollars at a project or, or more than that, you know, I mean like a half a million dollars at a project, and then see what see if CBS so happens to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's not too different. The thing that's weird for me is. You're going to be taping these shows under in what looks like the shittiest of atmospheres ever. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of wrestling and building your tissue is built on the crowd. So, like, are these shows that are taped? Are they in? Are they in just different venues? Or are they actually at these ballparks? No, the the ballparks are just house shows. Oh, the tapes are going to be gotcha. Las. A, um, I forget the name of the building they're filming in in Las Vegas. They're going to be like an inside building. Hopefully, I'm not sure how many fans that building holds, but it, it's not going to be like an outdoor, you know, little bit of people in a baseball field thing. Okay. All right. That, Y'all know Mark Morrison did a song with Young Buck? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. Hey, honestly, I didn't know Mark Morrison was still alive. You know he dropped that song the other other like last year it was like called like tomorrow or something right? Was it good? 
it it was interesting. It was like I think it was more. You want to say no so bad? You want to say no? It was interesting. Okay, sure. Anything can be interesting. Except WWE sometimes. Oh, or TNA. TNA is definitely not interesting. Or GFW. Okay. okay um, the thing got- I'm confused with GFW is they're signing all these people, just random people, like randomly indie talent, former guys off of television, guys that just came off of TNA television. Like Mickey James. You know, and and I'm like, okay. You're just snatching it. It's just like they're just snatching up anybody and everybody. And it's like, okay, we're getting these TV tapings. We're doing all this stuff. And it's like, it's one of those things. It's it's so early in advance. But we've been hearing about this Global Force Wrestling thing for like, what, almost a year now? Something like that. And no one is like excited for this at all. Because it's just like, it's one of those <laughs> things. It just, you don't see it going anywhere. And I feel bad that it's like, I like to see a lot of these guys off the indies and stuff get signed by companies and get the mm-hmm. television exposure. Yeah. But it's like, how can I be excited for something like this when there is no guarantee that they're actually, one, going to get a television deal, two, that this promotion is supposed to continue with right. these house shows that are not drawing anything, and three... How am I supposed to be excited about this when there's these big rumors that they're going to somehow promote with TNA and TNA is falling apart? I feel like, like it, it's similar to like the best athlete that you know telling you they got signed to like a Division two school. It's like, oh, you happy for them, but it's like, shit, like, we ain't never going to be able to see that it's shit. Not, like, <laughs> it's not even yeah. that. Because, okay, so think of it this way, right? They're the fifth promotion. They come in credibility wise as the fifth promotion. There's WWE, and then whatever order you want to put it, there's Ring of Honor, um, Lucha Underground, and there's TNA. They yeah. come in. They, they come in brand because they're brand. They're expansion team sorta. Of. They come in at five. <laughs> well, I think they're gonna swap spots with TNA. It's just gonna well, for the time yeah. being, though, right? Yeah, like once five. they put, yeah, like they come in, like okay, so why would we watch you when we don't even watch T- like TNA? <laughs> um, like TNA is such so such dire straits that they basically just got. Can- like their channel basically screwed them and said, "Yeah, we're gonna add another uh, wrestling pro, uh, <laughs> another pro, uh, promotion to like this on the back end or the front end of your show." Yeah, it, it, it's it's also the thing that you know I, I like Jeff Jerry. I I commend that he still is willing to keep going with these promotions and keep going with wrestling after being in this business for so long. Right when he could have just quit years ago, but. I think Jared is kind of like not realizing that there is kind of distinct on him from TNA of all the bad things that happened in the TNA. And while he was there in power, and even though he left, you know, people still remember that yeah. stuff that when he brought in Ruth. So, and his father and Dusty Rhodes and all of them left the company. Like, then how bad the television was. And how they signed all these talents and they left because they couldn't get along with Russo or they didn't like the booking decisions. And then the whole situation of, you know, when they found out he was, you know, having an affair with Kurt 
Angle's ex-wife at the time, you know. That, when that thing happened, a lot of people lost their jobs in TNA because they were friends and associates of Jared. And it's still that stink on him from, you know, that was like maybe like 2008, 2009 at the most. Mm -hmm. The TNA stink is still on him. It's a lot of these guys like, you know, Chris Saban. Even though he's been gone from TNA for like a good while, it's nice to see him on the indies, but it's kind of hard to like watch him because it's still like, ah, yeah, I wish you came back to the indies a long time ago and not stayed with TNA as long. Because it's on them. You can't erase it. TNA is just so bad. Right. Yeah, and I totally agree with you, Sierra, and I feel like if Jared was going to do this GFW thing, if I were him, he, he's, he's on social media. He knows what people think about TNA. He knows the the troubles are in now and that TNA stench that leaves on wrestlers and fans. If I were him, I would completely distance, distance myself from TNA and not do anything with them. Yeah. TNA's and, strategy seemed to be, let's take everything that WCW did wrong and let's do the exact same thing. Except with less money behind it. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, exactly. Well, it was pretty much when Jared put the whole, you know, the company together. It was right after WCW. He wanted to, you know, Stay in the I South guess continue kind of. its, you know, continue its legacy. But you, you can't do that. What's done is done. And I understand TNA is his baby. He, you know, he's never going to let go of his, you know, relationship with TNA. But it's like... Dude, like, you got to let it go. I honestly, I, I'm saying it right now. I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if Meltzer puts up something that Jarrett has brought back into his company and Dixie has stepped down. Wow. I would not be shocked by that because the way they're going about things where he's appearing on TV and promoting Global Force Wrestling, and I'm like, but we haven't seen Jared on TV in about, like, three or four years. And he wins the King of the Mountain match. Yeah. And I'm like, Jerry got what? that guitar. He got that guitar. You know, but what I'm saying is they've kind of distanced themselves from Jared in the past couple of years. No mention of him, nothing. And I'm just like, okay, I wouldn't be shocked if Jared buys back into this company and Dixie steps down. I would not be shocked because the way things are going with Destination America, I mean, might as well. <laughs> Well, apparently at the next set of TNA tapings, they're supposed to be starting this whole invasion storyline with TNA and GFW. They've already started on the house shows. Um, Eric Young showed up and challenged Jeff Jarrett on one of the GFW house shows. So they're trying to do this GFW, TNA, invasion kind of storyline that's going to be starting at the next tapings. So if I was them, I would just... I think that it's going to end up with just GFW just becoming TNA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then, like literally. And then on top of that, the TNA talent that's being released in the past couple of weeks, GFW is signing them. Exactly. Yeah, so what, kind like, of, yeah. what kind of invasion is that? This is just like so a soft like, reset. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. Just like um, I was looking at um, the house shows from the weekend and stuff. And some of the girls that was on show and some of the girls they just announced for their Las Vegas tapings, I'm like... This chick was just released from this company early this year. These other chicks have been released from TNA years ago. It's it's like it's making common sense and I mean, might as well just say it, look. <laughs> we lore before wrestling. We don't want to be TNA no more. Right. 
And uh, one of their titles is going to be called the uh, the next gen title. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it just next all sounds so, so hokey, so camp. Um, on to on to some, some wrestling like um, that is very exciting. Um, the G one climax is due to start next week uh, in New Japan. Um, I'm very excited about this because this is going to be the first time I'm gonna I'm gonna actively try to follow it as it's happening. Um, oh, you have fun. <laughs> yeah, literally, it starts next Monday, and I believe they do a show at night. What time are you going to get up in the morning? I'm not going to watch it live, but I'm going to make sure I, I catch the matches that I need to see, like, day by day. So, you know, if I got to stay up late, you know, I'll, I'll watch, you know, Okada or, you know, Nakamura or anything like that. But um, it looks like... Uh, Okada's the world champion right now, so he'll probably, you know, headline. He'll keep the title until Wrestle Kingdom. It's all everything's pointing at Nakamura winning the uh, G One. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think after kind of pulling him out of the uh, IC picture, they're kind of getting they want to transition them to get get him back into the world title picture. So I definitely see uh, good chances of Nakamura winning the G One. Uh, I just, I just know that if he is going to win it, my Tumblr is going to blow up with <laughs> Nakamura pictures everywhere. Kade is over. Yep, he, he's ridiculously over. Like uh, him and Okada. I, I actually think uh, Nakamura is more over. I agree. I think so too. And it, it's but. crazy because, like, I remember a couple of years ago. Um, I was watching a match. I can't remember who all was in the match, but I remember Nakamura was in the match. Uh, Eddie Edwards and um, I want to say it was Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. Was team with Eddie Edwards. It was like it was like a six man tag, and I remember just saying like thinking like this Nakamura guy is good like, and no one was like cheering him then, and then like he just transformed. And- no, you that man started wearing red. You know, he started acting like Michael. And he was wearing the same black leather pants. That's the thing that kills me, man. I'm like, what's going on? You know, just stays his head on one side, and it's just like, hey. Swag. Swag. (laughs) And I think uh, think Nakamura versus Okada will make a great uh, main event for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to touch on that briefly before we got up out of here. We're going to wrap up this show. Uh, We're about 75 minutes in, so keep it compact for us um we um hope you guys enjoyed battleground hope you guys enjoyed the show if not um you wasted an hour and 14 minutes of your lives um you know and i don't feel sorry for you um james you got anything to add uh sierra jeremy and new projects anything you guys working on um um Nothing really new, just working on different column ideas for socialsuplex.com. Um, just working on keeping that going. So you can go to socialsuplex.com, check out what's there. Uh, follow me at, at ProBlackGuy. Follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex. Bang, bang. Um, <laughs> uh, me, I'm, I'm always at the same place. Pro Wrestling Ponderings. Um, I write the Ring Bells Roundup, which I'm currently like finishing out now which is super long and we got a women's wrestling podcast up on there um i wasn't on it i missed the show but 
yeah, just go check it out and read stuff on there. We got a lot of stuff about indie wrestling. It's actually disturbing. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's kind of disturbing because, like, you wouldn't think that there'd be so much coverage. And we got coverage over in Japan, you know, got some new writers on there. And I like the stuff that we're producing. Um, so go check that out. Right, That's right. where you can find me. Um, I um, recently worked on uh, the 15 greatest face versus face matches in WWE history. Um, that column did very well. Did a couple of joints for E Wrestling News, and I'll be coming back to Social Suplex pretty soon, as soon as I get some time to go ahead and map these columns out. But it's going to be a big summer. Um, James, anything to add, sir? Yeah. Um,. Give me a little space so I can go ahead and just say this real quick. Um, it, it is completely unrelated to uh, normally stuff, stuff that normally gets brought up on here, whether it's music or it's um, film or the occasional times ever film or specifically pro wrestling. Um, over the weekend, um, Saturday in particular, uh, Serena won her 21st um, um, Grand Slam title. Um, Serena Williams, and, that is, everybody. Is there more than one Serena? I don't know. Uh, Who are you talking about? Okay, anyway. For me, it is. (laughs) Okay, so um, during that during the weekend, I mean, if you if you followed Serena at um, at all um, or women's tennis at all, you kind of have peeped game on what happens on social media whenever she's on TV. Um, The stuff is just ridiculous stuff of um, of racist and sexist remarks and. Things about body body shaming, that sort of stuff. Um, but particular, uh, this week, there were a bunch of um, columns dedicated to it um, around, or just around the internet that were just up, whether it was um, on the Daily Beast or in other places around, just showing the history of the things people have said to her that in any, con- like any kind of context that has thought added to it is just all of it is just pretty much all this pro- power just problematic stuff and i and, and after a certain point it was just after reading another a fourth one it's kind of like wow so it's about people the current the corner is starting to turn on this and it's just weird that it took her to pretty much become about quite possibly the most decorated american athlete of the last century for us to finally say hey maybe we should actually stick up for her because she's done nothing necessarily wrong to deserve the ire she's drawn um, online but have a quote unquote bad attitude so I, I, I just thought that was interesting and just thought that you know as much as we talk about race and wrestling and you know occasionally on in sports and music like you still to come across people that just weren't in just didn't had no idea that this stuff was going on is just kind of disheartening yeah especially given some of the circumstances the serious actual serious stuff we've seen the last few weeks um, uh, but that's all I had on that. I don't know what type of man Serena Williams looks like so um, <laughs> um, I also preface that with saying she's been whooping Maria Sharapova's ass for the last decade. So um, we're gonna get up out of here. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed One Nation Radio. Follow us on Twitter um, at Rich Ladder Thirty Two at James Boyd O N R at Sierra. 
a bunch of number nine two one eight nine. Is that right? Nine two one eight nine. Yes. Man, I'm good. Uh, at Pro Black Guy. So follow us all. Enjoy. This is One Nation Radio. Later. See you. Full life. <laughs>